Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is Dream Theme Thursday. It is February 25th, 2021. We are just rolling along with dreams today, but I have a super long one, so I'm going to get started. And this, let me just make sure we're not talking anonymous here. I know that I probably do them mostly anonymous, but this one you guys know. Um, So hello, Nadia. This is Eliana. If you have time, I have a dream that I'm hoping you could interpret for me. Unfortunately, there's a lot of backstory for such a short dream. My parents owned a six-family, two-storefront house in Brooklyn, New York. My family was so big that we took up four of the units. When I was 12 years old, my my mom decided to move my twin brother and me to San Diego, so she rented the apartments out. This was supposed to be a permanent move, but after a year, we moved back to Brooklyn. Looking back, I'm reminded of what an amazing landlord my mom was. Instead of making one family move out of our home, we moved into a rental apartment a few blocks away from our home. My mom simply said that she could not kick out a family that was living in our home. When my mom died, the landlord called me and asked if I would continue to live there. At the time, I didn't understand, but he was pressuring me, and I told him I needed time, but he pressured me, and I said I could not. After a day or so, my brother told me that he would like to take over the apartment with his wife. I called the landlord, and he told me that it was too late, that the super wanted the apartment and he didn't want to go back on his word. I told him that it wasn't fair that he pressured me and that I didn't have time to speak to my family. He said that if the super changed her mind, it would be fine with him. I went downstairs to talk to her after listening to her. I understood that she planned on taking over our apartment after mother's death for some time. She planned on having her son take over her apartment, and she was to move into ours. I just listened as she became louder and meaner to me. All of a sudden, I realized that this woman had plotted to take over the apartment and didn't even care about our pain. In a rage, I told her in a rage, I told her things that I didn't know that could come out of my mouth. You see, Nadia, New York City was always expensive. 
No matter the time in history, it was always a struggle, and I know that my brother and his wife really needed the apartment. Many years later, a family friend said that I put a jinx on the super because after she took over the apartment, so many bad things happened to her and her family that it was so intense that she could never tell all the bad stories to anyone. I told her that I never wished anyone harm and that I was only speaking my true feelings. Again, sorry this backstory is so long. And so here's the dream. I am the landlord of a rental home in Brooklyn, New York. I'm really busy and a tenant is moving out. In the midst of quickly inspecting the apartment and then the renter mentions that she needs the security deposit money right away and promises to take out all her items and clean the apartment before the deadline. I have to tell you something before I continue with this dream. As I was reading the front, I was like, oh, wow, things like that could happen. Like somebody could have really bad luck because of somebody else. And while I was thinking that Christ said no, she just had the lesson she needed getting in there Because when we think that one thing will fix everything, that's usually not the case, that we have to trust and do the right thing or the best thing we can. So the lessons we learn are to teach us why not. Okay, getting back to the dream. Let's see where I was. Um, She promises me that she will take care of the apartment. Again, I'm running around busy and somehow two to three weeks have flown by. My brother that asked me in real life for the apartment, his twin is in my dream visiting me. I give him the key for the apartment as if he's going to stay there. My brother opened the door and inside was the inside with the door ajar. I descended this I descend the stairs and quickly peek into the apartment and then I notice that the apartment is full of stuff and I could not believe it. So I go into the apartment, and the front three rooms are packed wall-to-wall with things like old LPs, out-of-album covers, old pamphlets, and tons of paper and lots of old things. I'm in shock that the woman I rented to deceived me. I now realize that the person who rented for me was the super who took over my apartment in real life. I called the family friend and told her to get in touch with the super to please ask her to come and pick up all her things After all, I trusted her. As I'm on the phone, I wake up. Nadia, after all these years, I don't know why I dreamt of this lady or the rental apartment. Much love to you and thank you for so much in advance. So what happens in a dream like this? It literally almost mimics the story, but it's it's taking it to the end, right? In the beginning, you hear and all these bad things happened and to her in real life, and then you go to clean up the baggage, the mess. But what really happened was that you went back to the fork in the road with the situation, with the energy of the situation. Because when I first read the first part of the dream, I actually had to interrupt it because I got that feeling like, wow, what happened that day that all these things happened? But when we don't care about others like there's things we have to do in life that we may not like we may have an ill family member we and we do our best but what if we didn't care and we just let them suffer and then we have some that we can't help and they're mentally ill 
and you do and you do and you do, but there's there's a Arabic saying, you know, it's mafish thamara, you know, you could hit your head against the wall forever and nothing's going to change, whatever you do, because you are not allowed to help someone. So if you tell someone the truth, like, I can't help you because you're not helping yourself, or I can't do what I want to do because you're insisting on doing something that you and I know isn't okay. You're not wishing them bad luck or putting anything on them. We draw to us what we are feeling inside. Every single one of us. We can't curse anybody. I know we think we can, but we can't. No one has a bigger power than God. No one. And God is love. But what we can do is bring lessons to us because we need those lessons. Because the behavior that we are exhibiting is saying, oh, this person needs a lesson in learning how to cooperate. This person needs a lesson in compromise. Oh, this person needs a lesson that anger doesn't work. So we are getting lessons all the time based on our free will. So whatever her free will chose to do, her lessons followed. So that's the first part of the reality. So in the dream, you go back to this place that every room is filled And really what you saw was the baggage of that person who you were dealing with. And you wanted to right that wrong. It was unfinished in you. You said your truth. You went on. And she may have gone on, however she may have. But there's something about going back to the fork in the road and reconciling things we cannot change, things that have happened that we can't say didn't happen. They did. Things that we can say, I did my best, which you did. And yet it was still unresolved because you didn't get what you wanted. You could try to rewrite history and say, but if we got it, But in the bigger picture, it wasn't meant for you to have it. So you understanding this and going on in life is a surprise when you dream about it. But it was like closing that chapter. You wrote the last page. You're concluding things down to stuff that you don't even think about anymore. So you've gotten to the bigger stuff in your life, which I think is actually really cool, to the point where even the most minute Last pages of chapters in our lives, you're writing those now. You're saying, hey, that wasn't okay. And you're writing the, not even the wrongs, but, well, I guess there's no better way to say it, but writing the wrongs of whatever has happened in the past, not only to you, but to others. Because I am sure that, you know, even in my most angry moment at somebody, I never wish them ill will. And I am sure you did not do that as well. When something happens, sometimes we go, well, you know what? They probably deserved that. But now I just say, now knowing how Christ has taught me to think, I say, oh, wow, they needed that. 
I wonder why they needed that. Like, that's a tough one. It's objective love. It's no longer subjective love. Like, yep, they got what they deserved. Yep, we, you know, expected something to happen. This person was like a mess walking around. But now I just say they needed that experience. It's not my experience because I didn't need that experience, but I'm getting my own share of experiences that I need. So it's just a matter of perception, how you look at things, because I'm sure at that time you looked at it differently, and now you're going back with an awareness and saying, hey, you know what, this this was weird, nope, didn't like it, yep, felt like I made a mistake, but there are no mistakes. But you just cleaned it up. It's like you went up in the attic and you had a broom and you decided that, hey, we took everything out of the attic, but we never swept it. And there's all this stuff on the floor. Let's go in and sweep it up. The fact that you had to go back and tell her, come and take your baggage with you or want to tell her. The fact that you called someone else to talk to her. And before you could talk to her, you woke up. Because you didn't need to talk to her. The energy spoke for itself. Energy precedes words. You were done when you talked to her. You told her everything you needed to say when you spoke to her. There's something that I wanted to talk about as a result of your dream And that is internal greed. There's people who need what they need for whatever reason that they need it. And they don't care if they hurt another person to get it, which is what you faced in this. I don't care what you want. I don't care what this means to you. I don't care if your mother died. This is mine. The way I learned about internal greed was... I learned it through an insecurity of a boss I had. And she was super nice in the beginning. She was always cordial. She never, like, crossed the line and became belligerent. But she got close. And one day when the um, Iraq War was going to start, somehow, because I have an Arabic background, I'm not Iraqi, I'm not even from... I was born in America, in Chicago, but the fact that I was Arabic in any way, I did not know how she felt about it until that war was going to start. And I'd been at the company three years by then, and she told me under no uncertain terms am I to speak politics with any of our clients. And I remember going, well, where the heck did that come from? I generally don't speak politics. As a rule, I, I, won't, I even touched on just a byproduct of politics, and it created a stir, which now I am careful about doing because I don't want to take anybody out of the pool of emotional health over a current situation. And I was the same way then. I'm not that interested in politics. I don't believe politics are run on truth, which is obvious at this point. 
And so why would I spin my wheels on something I'm not schooled on, nor do I know enough about to make a complete argument? But because of who I was, she started showing me who she was. So I said, why? I just wanted to know what she was thinking. And she was worried that if people even knew I was Arabic, it would hurt our business. She looked at me as a liability when I was their second highest grossing salesperson in the company. And the prejudices started coming out. And so I go home one night and Christ wrote me about internal greed, not looking at people and not caring about people, their feelings, who they are, what they are, why they were different even. She only cared about how her bottom line was going to work and look. And she didn't care who she hurt to make that happen. So Christ wrote me about internal greed. People who will run over others to get what they want. And that's what you ran into. That's why things came out of you that you couldn't control or even believe came out of you. Because what happened to you in the first instance, in the backstory, was that you matched energy with her. So when you pull out something that you just can't see coming, remember that you are interacting and that we match energy. There's certain situations where I can go from zero to 60. I haven't had one of them in a very long time. I remember it happening to me, and I can't remember the instances right off the top of my head. It's been a while. When someone is on the attack, it may not be a physical attack. It may be a verbal attack. Or they have the kind of energy that tells you, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you want. I don't care what story you have. I'm not budging. I don't care if you set yourself on fire in front of me. I'm not budging. And the last thing you say is she promises that she would take care of the apartment. And in the other, in the actual dream, the last thing you say is you're waiting to talk to her because she left the place a mess. But you woke up before you talked to her because you knew Like that Arabic saying, you're just going to hit your head against the wall. There's nothing you're going to gain out of talking to someone like that. So you resolve the reality because when you match energy that deeply with internal greed, someone else's lack of caring to that level 
different if she said, hey, you know what, I get how you feel. We really are in a predicament, aren't we? You want it for these reasons, I want it for these reasons. What should we do? Maybe the two of us can talk to a third party and they can help us decide. Maybe one of us could give the other one an incentive. There's a lot of things can say that wouldn't cause you to react the way that you reacted. So you were finishing that. You were writing that last page and just releasing it back into this world of energy. She may have gotten ill or passed and somehow is resolving, reconciling herself. Internal greed that we witness is never kind, is never aware of how much it's gone out of its way to hurt another human being. But we can only be as hurt as we are and then other people just match our hurt. They match it. You went on. Your life still went on. You weren't meant to stay there. It wasn't a shrine. It was meant for you to go on and create new energy in your world. I know sometimes the money part, I know we get into all of that. But at the end of the day, and I I always said this, especially there were times where I was begging, begging, not sleeping at night, knowing I had to try to survive the next months of my life. It's 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 that way, but yet I always said, oh, my God, sometimes it's harder to live than to just drop dead. I don't know where I was going to get the money from. And the heart of having kids at home still. But here I am. It's never about the money. It's always about what we are willing to do what we can do and what we can't do in making the best decisions every day of our lives. So I hope that helps, Eliana, and thank you for sending that in. That was really a very insightful dream. So I have another dream. Good morning, Nadia. Quick dream. I was in the kitchen with my partner, and we were just emptying the dishwasher. We were doing it together and joking, laughing, having fun. I remember the silverware was a collection from early, from really ancient to brand new. End of dream. That's a connection dream. That is saying that, hey, from the beginning of time till now, I like you. That hasn't changed. That hasn't wavered. I'm connected to you. We don't have to be doing anything big. Big is just being with you, period. The moment I knew you till this very day. This is like those confirmation dreams, right? You're, de- you're not doing much. I have a friend. I dream about things like we're driving and talking. 
One time I dreamed we got hit in the back of the car and we came out and took care of it and got back in and went. I mean, these total dreams that you'd say, well, you were driving, like big deal. But I thought, yeah, but I must feel connected somehow. And as it turns out, 15 years later, we are connected. There's some people we connect greater towards, and there's some people we've learned from and we connect away from. I've had both. Two relationships, same level of time, both men. And because of the tolerances and the securities and the intolerances and the insecurities, side by side, one grew to feel like family. One, I felt like family from the beginning, and then the demands on my time, and if I didn't do what that person wanted, they would get super upset at me, literally started to drive me nuts. I was like, where did this come from, and why am I constantly feeling guilty for what? It's crazy, right? But energy precedes words always, and who we are exchanging energy with is key. So I hope that helps. I have another dream, and this one's in the chat for whenever there is time. Dear Nadia, if there is time, my youngest daughter had a dream just before she woke up. She did a DNI test, 60% Egyptian, 30% Spanish, 10% Italian, 6% English, and the rest Indian, Bangladesh, and others. The percentage did make sense in the dream. Immediately after she woke up, she saw the girl, the next girl to do her test. She was 100% Jewish. She said it was funny. She felt already awake when she saw her. Thank you always. It's interesting when we start thinking of who we are. Because when, when we say we are all one, and I was just talking about this yesterday to someone because you know, she, there's a girl that has a black father, and she's extremely white with blue eyes and, and, you know, like this brown hair, and it's curly but not too curly. Beautiful girl, beautiful father. And I said, but no one would know she was black, or half, no one would know. So how do these people who want to walk around and talk about pure race, or they're white supremacists, they may be black. How do, how do people know who they are and what does it matter? It doesn't matter. We created a it matters. But what nobody's noticed, what nobody's noticed, is that we are all mixed and we are blending. Everyone's trying to hang on to something. It's not even racial. It's instinctive survival of the past. But even the past wasn't the past. The illusion that anybody is one thing, even though this other person was 100% Jewish. When I did my genetic testing, I was 100% Arabic. My origins were in Sudan. 
I say I'm Palestinian. My parents were from Palestine. But my original genealogy is Sudan, Sudanese. I never even thought about Sudan. If I stood next to someone from there, I wouldn't look like them. Or would I? Because whatever we are, whoever we are, we are one. Whether it's in real life, you wake up and you look at the person next to you, or you find out you're a bunch of little things, at the end of the day, that information goes away. We may talk about it as a point of interest, but deeper inside, those differences are disappearing. And and it's interesting that in her mind, even though it was that the girl was 100% Jewish, that we're 100% each other. And that will never go away. No one can change that. I don't care what we're trying to do right now in our world. Fighting each other goes against believing in God's plan. Because God's plan is love. That's a great way to end this show. You guys, I will see you tomorrow. Send in your questions. I already have a bunch, but send in your questions and let's see how many we can get through. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.